So hello everybody, a very warm welcome to all of you joining us here this evening from all over the world for our OMC Wednesday sessions. Um, so already seeing some familiar names and uh, some new people here, so welcome everybody. Um, I have a question, a big favour to ask all of you. Can you please make sure that you check the button on the chat function so that it shows all panellists and all attendees? Those of you who are signing on now are sending to panellists, but if you want everybody to see you, can you please switch over to all panellists and attendees so we can all see who's here? Thank you very much, everybody. Um, lots of people arriving here already. Uh, maybe you could let us know where you're coming from. So we have some people from the UK, from Toronto. Hello, Nicole. Oh, they're moving too fast. I can't even see them. You know, Fabiana in Oxfordshire. Welcome, everybody. Glasgow in Scotland, my hometown. Hi, everybody. So just a reminder that everyone that this series is a little bit different. So you can't see everybody on screen. Um, but we are definitely live here. Um, and if you're a regular, you'll know that in this session, we're in the middle of an eight-week series by Mark Williams, um, Taster Sessions, for his new frame-by-frame -frame course. But this week, Mark can't be with us. And he suggested, since we also had a break uh, for our keynote speaker last week, uh, that it might be helpful to do a recap of the first three sessions uh, with Andy and Elaine. Um, many of you will already know Andy and Elin um, because they're mindfulness teachers and trainers here with the OMC and they've also worked alongside Mark uh, to learn to deliver the new frame-by-frame -frame curriculum and they have been delivering the programme. So we're in very good hands this evening. Um, before I hand over, just a reminder that during the session the chat function will be turned off uh, when we're in practice although uh, Elaine and Andy might invite you to put some things in the chat during the course of tonight's session. And you can continue to post Q&A in the Q&A function. My colleagues here at the OMC will be collecting your questions and we'll try and get to as many as we can at the end of the session. So without any further delay, I'm going to hand over to Elaine. Thank you very much, Marianne. And once again, welcome, welcome all, each and every one of you from wherever you are. Andy and I are really pleased to have you to join us this evening for this session. Perhaps in your time zone, it might not be evening. So thank you for your commitment to join us this session. So let's begin now in a moment. Um, Andy will be giving us an overview of what the structure will be for this session. However, just for now, inviting us to come to practice together taking a breathing space, a way to arrive into this moment together. So invitation for you to allow your eyes to come to close or to lower your gaze. You may be sitting or standing, whatever feels most comfortable for you, making a definite shift into your posture. Touching in to this moment right here, right now. And acknowledging with this sense of care, sense of welcoming, 
what's present here in my mind in this moment. Perhaps residues of thoughts. What's to come? Acknowledging all that is passing through, just as it is in this moment. Mental events. Noticing any emotions that may be here. Honoring them, making room for them. Perhaps if they are pleasant ones, taking the opportunity to savor them as they pass by in this moment. And even ones that are less pleasant, we can honor, acknowledge them because they are already here. Noticing too in our body. How is our body in this very moment? Sensations that may be present. And at some point, Invitation to gather your attention and allowing it to come to rest at a point of anchor, a place where you feel most steady. Now for some of us, this may be the sensations of breathing. Maybe for some others in this moment, it may be your seat or the contact of the soles of your feet or the touch of your hands, finding a place of anchor and coming to rest here. Knowing we can return over and over again to this place of anchor at any point in time. No matter how many times our minds may drift, there's this assurance of returning to this anchor point. And then gradually expanding our attention, expanding it to the sense of the body as a whole, beginning to feel our whole body once again sitting here or standing here. Posture, perhaps the contact points, kind of a more spacious awareness. Allows us to notice all that's present here in this moment. 
is making room for all that is welcoming ourselves and each and everyone here. And the invitation to take this more spacious awareness into the next moments as it begins to unfold. And then when you feel ready to, beginning to move your fingers and toes, and if you've had your eyes closed, gradually beginning to open them. Thanks to uh, Marion for the warm introduction and to Elin for the breathing space enabling us to, to really land into the session. And hello, everyone. Um, I, I would like to talk about Frank Sinatra for a moment. My mother was a really big fan of Frank Sinatra. Um, Frank was an American singer and actor and one of the best-selling musical artists of all time. And there was a saying in show business, never follow Sinatra because the audience were so entranced by his performance and would be inattentive and restless afterwards when other singers were performing. So Elin and I were a little apprehensive about teaching this week, following on from some of the great Frank Sinatra's of the contemplative and psychological science world, and Professor Mark Williams is teaching over the last few weeks, and then Trudy Goodman and Jack Cornfield last week, offering us valuable insights into what they discovered from many, many years of training the mind and, the, and training the heart. But of course, center stage in, in our sessions here at ONC is mindfulness itself and the exploration of this new course. And our plan this week is to recall the themes and practices from the last three weeks and to make some space for you to reflect on what you're learning and discovering. So we started in session one, laying a foundation for the frame by frame course by finding your ground, finding your ground. And in the main practice, we explored various anchors in the body and the breath. And then session two, Mark taught was the pause, the theme was the pause, where we begin to relate differently to mind wandering, slowing down and staying with the wandering mind for a time in the main practice. And then session three titled, Discovering the Feel of Things. We explored feeling tone in our body, in our moment-to-moment -moment experience. So after each of the three recaps and practices this evening, there'll be an opportunity for you to reflect on what you're discovering and to put this in the chat um, at a suitable moment and an opportunity to use the question and answer function to ask specific questions about the theme or the practice. So let's begin by um, recapping session one, finding our ground. No matter how experienced um, we may be at practicing mindfulness, we can find ourselves sort of really kind of caught up in memories and plans and daydreams and emotions of one kind or another, thoughts and emotions that are recurrent and sticky that can really hijack our attention. And we can find that some of those thoughts and emotions almost seem to have taken up residency in our body and our mind, they're reluctant to leave. So the first thing that the course offers is a place or places in the body uh, or externally to ground and anchor ourselves so that we have a place to stand 
and see clearly our moment-to-moment -moment experience. When we were last teaching mindfulness in prison, when Mark and I were last teaching mindfulness in prison before the pandemic, one of the men who attended the MBCT group regularly recalled vividly, really vividly in the, in the penultimate session, how he'd become sort of enmeshed, embroiled in a, in a, in a conflict, uh, an argument, a confrontation with a prison officer during the week. And at a certain point, he noticed his anger rising through signals from his body, like a barometer registering increased pressure or a thermometer registering increased temperature, rapidly rising temperature. And in that moment, he dropped his attention right down into the soles of his feet, finding his ground, literally finding his ground, and enable him to make a choice, enable, enabled him to make a choice to, to turn away to turn and walk away. Um, so his regular practice of grounding in the soles of the feet served him well in a moment of difficulty. So the anchors offered us a place to, to take our attention, to steady our attention. And, and as we move through the practice in a moment, a really warm invitation to take good care as we move through the practices to open your eyes if you feel a lot of discomfort to look around the room and notice familiar objects in the room, to choose not to do the meditation practice if that doesn't feel right, but to listen to the recaps maybe, knowing yourself best, taking good care. So let's explore some anchors in the body and externally now, making a deliberate shift in posture so that you're sitting upright without being rigid. Maybe allowing the shoulders just to soften a little and the eyes to close or just lowering your gaze, your sight line to a spot about two meters in front of you on the floor. And feel free to adjust your posture during the practice too. And when you're ready, gathering your attention and moving it to the feet, to both feet, perhaps starting in the soles of the feet, noticing the points of contact, the ground underneath, the undersides of the toes. Noticing as if for the first time, sort of dialing up in this quality of beginner's mind. What's felt here? Sensations of warmth or coolness, the feel of clothing on skin, and extending attention into the heels and the upper feet, holding both feet in awareness. And when you're ready, beginning to move the flashlight of attention from the feet up into the backs of the legs and where the body meets the seat. Not so much thinking about the contact is sensing it, the solidity or softness of the seat underneath, pressure, squashiness, subtler sensations maybe here of temperature. And in these stronger sensations of contact and squashiness and pressure, the effects of gravity holding us here, solid and rooted and connected.
And again, beginning to move the spotlight of attention up through the body and down into the hands. Noticing what's here in the hands. Temperatures. Tingles. The feel of air on skin. See what's true for you. And when you're ready, letting go of the hands and moving attention to the breath. And really fine to stay with one of the anchors in the body too, the feet or the seat or the hands, if it seems best for you. And if choosing the breath, finding the place in the body where you notice the sensations of the breath. the abdomen, the rise and fall of the chest, the nostrils. Just noticing the changing sensations moment by moment. And maybe a choice to to choose an anchor that's external to the body, outside the body, the sensations of sound. Not so much reaching out as receiving sounds. Opening to the shifting, changing soundscape. And now choosing a place, the feet, the seat, the hands, the breath, or sounds where you feel most grounded, choosing your anchor. Staying with this place, exploring the sensations. And noticing when the mind wanders. And when you notice with patience and gentleness, escorting the mind back, the mind back to the felt sensations in the anchor. Coming home to this anchor. And as the practice comes to an end, reminding yourself that the anchor is always available. And over to Elin for a reflection on this practice. Thank you, Andy. We now have an opportunity to reflect on this practice that has just been completed. Let's take a moment and if it helps you, once again to drop into your sense of the body, lowering your gaze.
just touching in into this moment of your practice. What have I discovered about finding my ground from this practice? Slightly dropping in the question. What have I discovered from this practice of finding my ground? Noticing what bubbles up. And also if there are any questions that remain. And in the moment, you'll have an opportunity to share your discoveries in chat and the questions in Q&A. So a gentle reminder, if you are sharing your chat, uh, please to put it to all panelists as well as attendees so that everyone can see. And if you've got questions to type into the Q&A. So with a few moments to do this, so at your own time, please feel free to type into chat as well as into Q&A. Noticing tartness, yeah. Interesting to discover sounds can be a useful anchor. Indeed, sometimes external sources of anchors. I discovered my body works better for me than my breath. Yes. Coming home. Useful to be able, yes. Just coming through all the chats. Difficulty breathing, stillness. I think Elin might have frozen, so... Finding strength. Different anchors and anchors are not always necessarily the best. Familiar place to be. Thank you. Some have clarified, so we can still hear both of us. That's excellent. My hands are strong anchor uh, practice. So we're learning quite a bit about the various options of anchors here. Yeah, And often at times, it may switch from one to the other uh, in different times, in different moments. And some may be the body, sometimes the hands today. So we're noticing this flexibility of choice in terms of exploring anchors. Yeah? And we'll have some time at the end of the session to respond to your questions. So for now, thank you very much all. And as we begin to draw this section to a close with the recap of session one, just beginning inviting you to begin to feel your anchor in this moment again as we move into the recap for session two. So take a moment to touch base with your anchor, one that suits you in this moment, as we move into the recap for session two. So the session two theme 
was taking a pose and befriending the mind. So as we continue to work with the mind, we're working with the natural tendencies of the mind. So as we are all practicing, can any of you recall, was there ever a time where your mind wouldn't wander? If there was, please raise your hands. I can't see you, but you know who you are. Was there a time it never wandered? So there never is that kind of situation. So often at times our mind wanders. So that's the natural tendency of the mind. And when it wanders, what normally happens? This sense of judging arises. The sense as if we've made a mistake. Yeah. And as if we've not managed to do the task. So again, this is part of the automaticity of the mind. And to become aware of it is actually our potential. This sense of being aware of what the mind tendencies are. So in actuality, we could work with this. We could be with this in a different way by celebrating how the mind is, by perhaps even thanking our awareness that we become aware of how the mind is functioning or working. So a little bit like if you think of a puppy, a young puppy, and it decides to sniff at things and brings you things, or a young child exploring the world. You wouldn't be wanting to fault the child for doing all of this when it's excited, bringing you all that it sees, hears, and experiences. So this attitude of heart, attitude of mind, can be brought to our practice as well. So in taking a pause, what would it be like if we take a pause each time we notice the mind drifting away? Each time we notice the mind not doing what we would like it to do. What's it like to pause and not rush back? So a we pause. We're not suggesting dwelling. We're suggesting a sense of acknowledging. Ah, this is where the mind has gone. Some of you had also mentioned from previous sessions, it can be really difficult to befriend the mind sometimes. It's easier if it takes us to pleasant places, and that's natural. But when it takes us to more unpleasant places, it's difficult to be friend. So even acknowledging this, and it's understandable why, you know, why would we want to be friend of mind when we're not liking where it's taking us? So even this sense of acknowledgement. But Mark had also mentioned in his previous sessions that this mind of us is continuously working. So there is a default mode network in the mind that continuously where there's a reflex arc and where the neurons and exons and synapses are all continuously working. Sometimes I've heard him say, it's only when our mind volunteers for a job it can't do. And that's when issues arise. So if you think about this, the mind is really doing its best to help us, to support us. So this taking a pause in such moments can really be a sense of befriending, a sense of noticing with wonder, Ah, this is what our mind is doing. So sometimes there needn't even be a sense of extra or additional befriending. Just taking that pause, just taking that pause is in itself a befriending. And when we pause, we begin to see clearly. We begin to uncover, to see what the mind is attempting to do. And with this sense of understanding, at times, a natural sense of kindness, the natural sense of care befriending can arise. So in this little section here, in recap of session two, we're going to continue with our practice. We'll go inwards into what we call this inner gym, where we have the opportunity 
of the mind doing what it's gymnastics if you like and allow us to cultivate these qualities of mind and heart so andy will be guiding us through some practice thank you yelin and um let's begin by reminding ourselves that the intention in the practice is to ground ourselves in the present moment and as yelin was elaborating on to notice the mind wandering and, and how best to respond to the wandering mind. So beginning by just closing the eyes or lowering the sight line. And taking a few moments just to have a brief scan right throughout the body, maybe from the top of the head. Through the head and the chest, the trunk of the body pelvic region and right down into the through the legs and into the soles of the feet and taking a few moments just to find your anchor again finding the place where you feel most steady most grounded and exploring the sensations here in the anchor, the feet, seat, hands, breath, sounds, just exploring these sensations as best you can. And at some point, noticing that mind has wandered. And our tendency often is to sort of rush back to the anchor when we notice that mind has wandered. And the invitation in this practice is to stay, to linger a little while with where the mind has wandered to. To take a pause here with the mind. And perhaps if it feels right, well, maybe just noticing, planning, remembering, evaluating, analyzing. And perhaps if it feels right, sort of experiencing a sense of appreciation or awe towards the mind for all that it does. sense of awe, oh, a sense of appreciation, or even wonder for this remarkable human mind. Or maybe in the present moment, it feels more appropriate to simply allow what's here just for this moment, and then to return to your anger. So a choice point to convey a sense of awe, of wonder, or to simply notice, allow for this moment and let me see what's best for you. And when you're ready, just returning to your anchor if you haven't already done so.
practicing for a few moments in silence with sensations here in the anchor or with taking a pause with uh, the wandering mind. And when you're ready, just returning in the last few moments of the practice to the anchor again. Just this sensation. Okay, so some of my colleagues at OMC and um, friends and colleagues at OMC will say that you can't shut me up sometimes and I realized that actually it was me that had frozen rather than Elin that had frozen earlier so apologies for the two voices at the one time there um, and perhaps just staying in the position you're in at the moment or you might want to make a deliberate shift for comfort and again taking a moment just to drop a question into the mind what am I discovering about the taking a pause practice. What am I discovering about the taking a pause practice? And when you're ready, just tapping into the chat function again, perhaps popping a word in about what you're discovering or a, or a sentence. And also if you have any specific questions about the taking a pause session in practice, then really welcome to pop those in the question and answer function. So noticing from Andrew, I can befriend the mind, absolutely. I can befriend the mind, this opportunity to stop and express. I don't need to rush back a sense of gentleness sense of calming from Liz and less judgment about my mind wandering there too as you sort of stay and linger a little bit. It brings a sense of allowing kindness. I don't have to be rigid in my practice. Yeah, there's the opportunity for flexibility to really work with options there. It's okay to stay a while, really good to come down into my body rather than stay in the mind. So yeah, absolutely having that option to stay in the body, to come back to the body as well. Compassion for my mind. Wandering mind is a wonderful mind, yes, absolutely. And sometimes a wandering mind, an unhappy mind, but in this practice, you know, the sense of discovery, the peace happens in the pause. So interesting, yeah, really kind of highlighting that sense of curiosity there of interest in where the mind wanders. And my chat seems to be going quite, Quite, quite frantic now at the moment, really appreciating all your comments. Slowing down with friendliness, space, breathe, choice. Absolutely. Greatly increased awareness of the amazing workings of the mind. Pauses can be powerful. Yeah, and the mind is like a puppy, it brings you things you don't want. Usually we are kind towards the puppy and that helps rein it in. Thank you, David. Apologies if I haven't used all your names here. 
Okay, so let's uh, let's uh, begin to move on into uh, session three now. And thanks for any questions you've offered to, and all for all these wonderful comments. Thank you. So into the recap of session three. Thank you, Andy, for that. So in session three, our theme is the discovering the feel of things. I'm aware too, Andy and myself have an accent. So this is good opportunity to discover this feel of our accent. And both of us will attempt to make sure that we speak slower. So thank you for uh, letting us know that some of us uh, might be struggling with our accents. So in discovering the view of things, one of the intentions of this new course of frame by frame is to support deepening of our practice. And deepening of our practice through moving in close to these moments where our mind decides to take its own path. Yeah, but really it's its natural tendencies. And as we move in close, we take a pause, we look, we see clearly, we discover there is what we call the feeling tone. Traditionally, the feeling tone is also known as Vedana. And this is when the senses come into contact with an object. So we have various senses. We have a sense of sight, a sense of hearing, a sense of tasting, a sense of touch, a sense of smelling, and even our mental sense. So each of those senses can come into a contact with an object. And when this happens instantaneously, there is this felt sense. That most of the time occurs under this radar of awareness. It's a bare sensational quality of experience in that split moment, that minute split moment. And that can get felt, or sometimes people describe it as filtered into this sense of pleasant, unpleasant, or neither. Sometimes we say neutral. So this is all very subtle and often missed, yet it's present. So as has been mentioned by mindfulness teacher Joseph Goldstein, he describes this feeling tone as the master key. Now, a participant actually shared with me, which was really kind, she said that one morning she had woke up. So as an example, she woke up feeling cold as her heater was not working. And soon after, she then noticed a chain of escalating, cascading thoughts and emotions that followed. Why is my heater broken again? I don't have enough money to get a new heater. Why am I such a loser living in such a cold place? And starting to feel a sense of pity for herself, miserable. So what possibly occurred in that split moment was that form of a felt sense of coldness, but really a feeling tone of unpleasant. And when that unpleasantness instantaneously occurred, so quick and fleeting, we sometimes don't notice yeah. Yet in the background of the mind, it's already enough to trigger what we know as the escalating or cascading events. So when we notice an unpleasant feeling tone, often the times is a one to avoid, to push away. And thoughts such as a series of unpleasant thoughts and emotions as such arises. So it is really revealing when we begin to understand when we begin to understand how the mind works, its reactivity and its tendencies. So generally, when we meet or we have a felt sense of an unpleasant feeling tone, 
There tends to be almost like an urge. Okay, please don't take our words for it, but to discover for yourself. There's this slight urge to get rid of the unpleasantness. And we could try to get rid in many different ways. If we can do it physically, we do so. Um, and sometimes internally as well. Okay? By going through our minds, our thoughts. So there's this aversion pushing away, this resistance, wanting the unpleasantness to stop. Now, with a pleasant feeling tone, so often it's this wanting. This wanting that's almost like a need or urge for it to repeat, for it to last for longer so that we can hold on to it. Yeah. And I do have a personal example. I notice when I'm looking at beautiful sceneries, I often have this urge to want to take a photograph. Or if I'm with friends, I want to take a photograph to prolong almost as if that moment of being together with everyone. Yeah. But as I do that, I notice too that fullness of that moment of experience is not really quite the same. So we can't really capture these passing moments of our lives. Yeah. And so that moment inevitably passes by. So that's reality. Does that sound familiar to anyone? And with the feeling tone that is neither pleasant nor unpleasant, sometimes described also as neutral, this tends to be the mind tuning out of boredom. Yeah? Followed by a search for more stimulation and this urge to fill up this neutral space. Yeah? So mindfulness of the feeling tone, as many meditation practitioners over time and teachers have observed, really provides us this opportunity to break that link. What's this link that we are breaking? It's this link of reactivity. So it really allows us to move, to live more fully, awake to that moment-by-moment -moment direct experience, really opens up to this potential freedom from what automatically keeps us in this seeming endless cycles supports this sense of clear seeing, of choice. Some of you mentioned choice. So we can make the choice when we notice what's happening, this choice towards living more skillfully. In psychological terms, we sometimes describe this as the potential to unhook from our conditioning. So herein lies our potential, to go upstream, to take our pause, to notice frame by frame, and to shine this light to bring to light this sense of the feeling tone or tonality. Now remembering too, with this sense of compassion, of kindness, that this occurs very fast, all these processes of the mind, and so subtly that most often we do not notice anything. And if that's what happens, that's how it is in this moment, because we can let that go. We have many moments to come. We can then let that go and continue with the practice. So also notice too that in these series of the last three sessions, we began with finding our ground. And finding our ground is like having an anchor. It's like holding steady the spotlight. We find an anchor, we stand steady, we sit steady, we hold the spotlight steady. And as we pause with this sense of curiosity, of befriending, of noticing, it is like holding the spotlight intentionally with this sense of curiosity intimate observation and then we begin to uncover what may be there to discover about the feeling tone as well as the processes of the mind so with that shall we practice together so let's invita invitation now to come to sit most of you would already be 
but coming into a posture that supports a sense of stability. And if it supports you, closing your eyes or lowering your gaze. This posture of a stable base, but also a sense of alertness that allows us to become aware. Taking a moment to find the place of anchor. This may be your breath, which may be both anchoring in this moment, or perhaps other areas of your body. Or if for some of you, for some reason, is an external source of anchor, that's completely fine too, doing what's most needed in this moment for you. Touching base and resting in this place of anchor. And then gradually, the invitation to expand your attention to the sense of the body as a whole. So you expand your attention to the body as a whole. You may become aware perhaps of the contact points once again. Where the body is resting, the surface of contact. Perhaps even the touch of the clothing against your skin. And inviting you to open to this point of contact where sensations may be more obvious for you. What feeling tone is present or arising at this point of contact? fleeting, quick, whereas you bring your attention to points of contact, going upstream and noticing. It's pleasant, unpleasant, or perhaps neither. Noting it as it is. Taking a few moments to explore these. And now expanding gradually. To sounds that may be present around you. where your ear sense contact sounds 
You may notice an immediate sense of pleasant, unpleasant, or neither. Seeing if that's so for you. And again, if not, that's how it is in this moment. Just being really curious. And then, invitation to bring it back to this sense of anchor in this moment. And as you bring it back to this sense of anchor, resting on your anchor, you may notice from time to time how we would describe sometimes as distractions. So our attention may be pulled, our attention may leave our anchors, and in those moments, this could be to sounds, to thoughts, or to an internal sensation. And the invitation is to notice at this point of contact. What's that tonality? What's that immediate sense of feeling tone, if there is, that's arising? Let us explore this, just for a few moments. And then finally, in the final few moments of the practice, just resting in the sense of the body as a whole, sitting here, breathing. It's coming home to the body, sitting here, being here. Thank you. Thank you, Elin, for the feeling tone practice. And again, a little bit more briefly this time, let's just so that we have a little bit of time for questions as well. Maybe just um, letting that question drop into the mind, letting a new question drop into the mind. What am I discovering? What am I discovering about exploring feeling tone? What am I discovering about exploring feeling tone? 
see what comes up for you and then just perhaps popping a word in the chat this time. Um, see what's coming up for you. Maybe just pop in one word in the chat. So much, Rich. Sad. Attitude, reactivity. Of the explanation of feeling tone. They come suddenly, absolutely, in the sense that they come suddenly, and the value of the anchor point here as well at these times, and, and if, as, and when. Stopping reactivity. So there's a chain of reactivity that can, that Elin so nicely described about the women who, felt, you know, the feeling tone of that company being cold, and then the long chain of reactivity, absolutely. Feeling tone seldom comes singly, isn't that interesting? Pleasant and unpleasant and neither pleasant or unpleasant. Uh, a built-in barometer, yeah. Thank you, thanks for your comment. So, um, Marion is going to, to uh, check in here and let us know about questions. Hi, Andy and Elin. Thank you so much for that session. I've just been looking through the uh, the questions, and actually, there's one that follows on um, quite well from what we've just been discussing. And uh, it's uh, some uh, the question says, "I found that the past three sessions have been a bit abstract and academic um, around this subject of feeling tone." So. Does it mean whether something's pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral? Is it something in the head? I just wonder if you maybe want to expand on that a little. Yeah, sure. Thank you very much for that question. Um, indeed, you know, with a lot of our practices in mindfulness, sometimes it's all occurring in our minds, isn't it? So it's quite different from our usual, being able to see some change and something's going on. So with a feeling tone, it's often described as a sensation, a sensation of an immediate sense. So if you touch something hot immediately, ah, that's unpleasant, hot, you almost immediately know or you feel it. But it's not a sense of a thinking, not a sense so much of a thought, but it actually comes about from when you sense, context, an object. So when two things come together, whether it's your sight, when you meet something, you see something immediately, ah, beautiful, pretty. You know, there's this immediate sense, even before the label of pretty, but this sense of pleasant, unpleasant, or sometimes neutral. So hopefully that helps. If you think about continuing the exploration, uh, that would certainly be the best way. Let the practice be your teacher. Yeah? And we'll have another, quite a number more sessions together. So we're in session three after all. And as we go through the course, what you'll find is we will go in even deeper, where we would be more aware of that moment-to-moment -moment changing feeling tone. So we're open to that uh, at some point further down the course. So thank you for that question. Okay, thank you so much, Elin. And maybe we've got time for just one more question. There's been quite a lot of questions around anchors and um, and about people noticing a number of different anchors. So there's one question is maybe, is it better to develop a practice with uh, one anchor or can I select a different one each time or more than one? Uh, thanks for the question, Marion. And, and absolutely, the, the, the answer seems to be in the question to an extent. Can I select more than one? 
Sometimes it might be that we need a really heavy anchor. The mind is very busy. We need a, a heavy anchor and a long chain. So it might well be the, the, the sensations, the strongest sensations of contact and touch with the seat or in the soles of the feet. At other times, if it feels like you know, mind is less busy or there's less going on, there's less strong emotion around, it may well be that we explore even an external anchor like sound or it may be the hands or that might be the breath at that moment. So both exploring where you feel perhaps most strongly anchored can really serve you well in times of difficulty, knowing that you've got one particular anchor that you can visit then, but also having those options there in the other anchors. You can, you know, curiosity and playfulness and finding the anchors that seem most appropriate or the anchor that seems most appropriate in a particular situation. Thanks for the uh, question. Thanks, Marion. And thank you for the answer. And uh, we've got two minutes to go, so we haven't got any time for any more questions this evening. But I do want to thank everybody for posing them. Mark has asked us to um, pass them all on to him, and he will try as best he can to weave answers into some of uh, his teachings over the coming weeks. So thanks so much for uh, posting them. Thank you to Elin and Andy for tonight's uh, session. And thanks to everybody here for turning up, for being part of this community, uh, learning and practicing together. Uh, and to all my colleagues at the OMC behind the scenes helping to make this happen. Mark will be with us next week for uh, four, uh, part four of Frame by Frame. And if you want to catch up again, you can find him on Google or YouTube. Just look for Frame by Frame and Mark Williams and you will find him there. And um, just before we uh, leave Andy and Elin, is there any home practice we should be doing before Matt comes next week? Yeah, so, so just staying curious about feeling tone, um, home practice. I made a little note about this as well. I'm glad you mentioned it, Marion, just the feeling tone practice in the session three recording. Um, and also at the end of the day, if it feels right for you, just looking back on the events of the day and noticing the feeling tones of the day. You know, what was the immediate feeling tone with the smell of jasmine perhaps in the summer here? Or if you pass by a block drain on a on one of these hot days, what was the feeling tone there? So just recalling feeling tones from June and being guided by the events of the day. Thanks, Marion. So the feeling tone practice and also looking back over the day and seeing if we can notice the feeling tone. Thank you so much, both of you. Um, so I have just um, it, we've just got to eight o'clock. So I just want to say thank you very much. And maybe everybody's already doing it in the chat, but we the chat is open for you to say goodbye. Um, and thank you so much, everybody, for being here. We'll see you next week with Mark for session four. Thank and thank you, Andy and Eileen. Bye bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thank you.